What is up, people? And welcome back to the Highline Podcast. I'm back. We're both back together. And thanks so much for making us part of your day. We are previewing another half weekend of Premier League football. But I don't want to start there. We, I think we all listened to Jamie talk unopposed about his opinions of last week. And there's a few things I want to... Like I, it was when I was listening to it, I was itching to ask him further, and it starts with Newcastle. Really, Jamie mentioned that they've no win in four. They're obviously were unlucky and played well against City. I'm not saying that they did. They had a good game. City were off to just in their own level at times. With how much scrutiny other managers in the league get, such as Ten Hag and even Pochettino, I've heard at times a lot of that Chelsea fan base is really is beginning to turn. Newcastle sit below both United and Chelsea in both United and Chelsea's worst starts in Premier League history. They're sitting 10th. They're the richest club in the world. It depends what you, you know, I know they don't spend like it yet. Blah, blah, blah. Financial fair play plays a big part in that. Yeah. When is Eddie Howe going to come under this level of scrutiny? When is it going to be his issue, I get he's had injury issues. When is it going to be a spotlight turned to him? Because I can't, it, it does frustrate me that he's getting, from what I can see, no no pressure on him. Well, I think all you have to do is look at the size of the squads in comparison, the money spent on that squad. Daddy House has a lot of players that are there since before he even came in. He's signed players now. Newcastle have spent money, but we're not saying Newcastle have spent money on world beaters yet. Mm. This, he's as a developing squad; it's his job to develop them. And you can nearly argue that every player he has managed has gotten better. He is he's overachieving. They finished top four last year. Did a great season last season. Great season last season, and now but I'm talking about this season. Yeah, it's just it's their Do you first. Think he's season. underachieving or no? I think it's Eddie Howe is going to start finding that he's at his level and he can't take them any further. Um, as the other clubs improve, as the other clubs... See, this is... We're going to get into this later about financial fair play. Like, you can only spend what you what you make as a club. And Newcastle aren't yet making enough money for them to go out and spend crazy. They're getting a new kit sponsor in Adidas. They're going to get more spotlight on them, more mm. commercial. The money's going to start going up, and hence the transfers are going to start becoming more plentiful. When that squad beefs up with top quality players and Eddie Howe can't take them to trophies, can't take them to <clears throat> the top four anymore, yeah. that's when Eddie Howe comes under pressure. But for now, Eddie Howe Safe. is developing players, he's improving players. He's had it horrible this season because whatever about United and Chelsea having injuries, they've got a bigger squad. Newcastle have a thin squad with a lot of young players, a lot of developing players. And there's massive injuries in there. And yeah, they're 10th in the league. But get a few players back, they'll shoot up. Because they are, at the end of the day, Newcastle with a full squad, you're, they're more reliable than United and Chelsea at the minute. You spoke about in the Spurs-United game that Spurs were all over them. Do totally dominant. Do you not think that that's just... The contrast and styles of play, for example. United, new Spurs will play the high line and said, no, you can have the ball, 
and we're going to play to our strengths, sit back and hit on the counter, which they did the odd time, should have got more than two goals. Spurs should have got more than two goals too. They should have. Spurs, well, Spurs, Spurs are the better team. Like, Spurs this is, are this, the better team. This is part of the argument I'm making. That to me is domination. The fact that a team is accepting they're a worse team and deciding to sit back. Hmm. That's more caution to me than playing to my strengths in my, in sitting my opinion. Back doesn't, sitting when back doesn't... When it comes to Man United with an Eric Ten Hag team, he's been playing with caution, caution all season. Hmm, yes. So to me, I'm more so... A manager came into a club, he had his style of play and he stuck to it and he doesn't care who's at his disposal. And then on the other hand, there's a manager that is terrified for his life that he's going to get humbled like he has done before. That's what you saw at the weekend. Yeah. He was petrified of getting washed. I do think, I don't want to completely unjustify it. Like, do, you, like you think there was, do you think there was, like I think what any, positives could United take from that weekend? Positives. The Hoyland and Rashford, they're the only positives. And the fact that Casemiro and Martinez are back. They're the positives. Mm. But in terms of playing football, there's no positives. Yeah. Like Spurs, just football on a different level. Like, I look at Spurs and I'm like, wow, they play football while the other team they're playing against don't. Yeah. There's no football there. Hitting teams on the counter-attack, using pace. I know that's what United are used to down the years. It's all about transition play and fast counter-attacks. And, <laughs> yeah, but they still hold the ball. But they still dominate teams, mm. United. When's the last time United dominated a team? Mm. It's a long, yeah, no, it's... It's just, I'd say, if I, if I was a United fan, and for all the United fans out there, I can just imagine them watching that game and going, I thought this was what our manager coming in was going to do mm. 18 months ago, was develop us into a team that can play football, constantly have possession, and constantly dominate teams. And it's still the same football as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had but that's, just less effective up top I was thinking about it yesterday and the crazy thing to me is Man United have had different styles of managers since Ferguson they've had real kind of pragmatic tactical in uh, Louis van Gaal a real defence shore the defence up first in Jose a really kind of not I don't want to unjustify but kind of a wing in it more of approach in terms of more fun fluid football counter-attacking football in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and now they have this kind of possession-based tiki-taka very very much kind of Johan Cruyff breaded in Eric Ten Hag yet all the United teams end up playing the same way because that's their strength they're playing to United's strength. That's their strength. They can't do oh, anything. United, are they though? United's strength. Look at that Man United team. Stre- but yeah, but go, but, uh, Jamie, go back to the team in 2015. How many more their times? Their strength was not. How many more times do we talk about recruitment at that club? Do you think it's just a recruitment issue? Only. They're not buying players to play to possession-based football strengths. Casemiro's not a possession player of football. Hmm. Anthony, he's coming from a possession-based system, but man... Come on. He's not able for it. Martinez and Eriksen are the only two players. Maybe Mount. I haven't seen enough of Mount to no know that he's going to do good stuff on the ball. It's just the likes of Eriksen and the Mason Mount signing. When you're signing number 10s to play a number 8, it's not good luck. Why is he signing Mason Mount and Christian Eriksen, who are, in their time, have been elite number 10s for their respective clubs? And putting them in the eight, thinking it's going to work. In the Barclays, comes across in the as a similar, comes across as a similar tack. 
that Arteta's using. That's working for him. It's not going heinously. It's not going badly, but it's... I would say that they have, going from Jacka to Havertz has been a big problem for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that works. No, probably not. I think it's lessened Odegaard's influence on the game as well. Just like it's lessened Bruno's influence on the game. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. That, that they all need to come together in under Ratcliffe and just get a clear vision anyways. That, that's the only thing that any United fan can hope for from that. We're moving on. We're not staying on this. We're not. Moving on to Everton and Forest. Rough week. Yeah. They got charged. You said in the last podcast, do you believe it is the Everton charge is just a recurring charge that they didn't pay the actual fine initiated from their previous charge, whereas the Forest charge is... Forest charge is the same. It's the same thing of having that you can only have a loss of £105 million yeah. over three seasons and Forest have exceeded that. Mm. But at the minute, from what I've listened to, it's all... Everton and Forest have accepted that they have gone over. Right. And they're okay with that. We've, we went over, fair enough, the rules are the rules. They're more so damage limitation at the minute. Okay. So this big fine and 10 points deduction, it's trying to argue that that is excess, too excessive. Okay. For what they committed. So it's... And, it, for, and they all have their different reasons for it. So like say, for instance, Forest, there was a, a deadline for submitting your books. And Forrest were relying on the sale of Brennan Johnson to bring them up. Yeah. But they waited until the end of the window so they could drive the price up for Brennan Johnson, which they did. They got 40 million for him. Mm. And the deadline, I think, was like the 31st of July. Okay. So it's a month behind. So they're just arguing, we, we had the right intentions, just we had to move it back so we could get more money to help our books more. So that's what they're arguing. And in terms of everything, I think they're, I don't think they have that sort of argument. I think it's stadium costs. Development, yeah. And I think there's a rule in the Premier League that stadium costs don't apply to that. Okay. So it's it's all complicated and that's why they've they have a big defence coming with good with, lawyers. With, with, with the forest sanction, it's probably like it's, it's you're looking at potential sanctions. It's very, very likely they're gonna be hit with ten points yeah. initially because yeah. they have to follow suit. It's all down to this appeal that Everton have at the minute. Yeah. And I think it's, ta- I think another thing was this independent commission that are doing these sanctions and are going to be listening to the appeals. They're waiting for the result of Everton's first appeal before they, before they appoint another independent committee for Everton's second appeal. So yeah. it's essentially waiting to see what this first commission do with Everton's appeal. Yeah. And then they'll probably just copy it again, but it probably will be a similar enough Similar enough fine, similar enough point deduction. Like that's you're looking at Everton with twenty point deduction at the minute. But I can't see them. And I was listening to David Ornstein as well, and he was saying that the Premier League don't want it this to happen, but it could very well go beyond the end of the season, this appeals oh process. So there's teams that could be relegated on the final day of the league yeah. that end up staying up. Because the Premier League have a bit of a problem on their hands there. They need to speed this up. Because what I was just going to come to was how big of a boost this is for Burnley, Luton, yeah. maybe even Sheffield. Sheffield are only three points behind Burnley. Sheffield have to be looking... They have to... They all have to. They all have to pounce on this. Yeah. 
because you just never know with what way all of this is going to go. Whether if it, these if it is as severe as as this, and the appeal process doesn't go, they tend to end up being strict. Let's say there's two places up for grabs there. Yeah, there's two places for those three bad teams to stay in the Premier League, survive, Definitely. start again afresh in summer. Definitely, like that's a saving grace for those teams financially. Yeah. Very detrimental for teams like Forrest and Everton who spent big in the last while as well. And Everton as well who have been in the league their whole... They've never been... They've never relegated. been relegated. It would be an awful way to go. I think that's why Everton feel a bit hard done by as well, by the Premier League. It's like, mm. we've been here the whole time. Yeah, I know. There's no kind of... Loyalty. Loyalty there. But I suppose there's rules there and that's what's keeping the league competitive that's what they're arguing like they're arguing is that rule, there have to be rules put in place because there's not rules put in place then next thing you know Newcastle United have no ceiling yeah they just come in they can spend 600 million it doesn't matter mm. that's why they've brought in these rules where it's like a club can only spend what they make mm. in order to make things fair it, whether it's fair or not it's an argument for another day but briefly touching on cities 115 charges yeah it's again, they need to speed that up as well. And if I was Manchester City, I would want to speed it up as well. I don't know why you'd want to keep pushing it back because you'd want to know what's happening. But uh, as well, it's a, there are 115 completely different charges. Like it's not, this isn't about going over the I know. loss mark. Like the City, this are, is falsifying City are being accused of cheating essentially mm. and cooking the books. Yeah. Like that's a massive allegation. Yeah. That doesn't just... And it, for a team as big as Manchester City, for an allegation as big as this, you need a big defence. Man City need a big defence, but also the Premier League need a big defence because they're the people throwing these allegations they, at them. If they're walked over by City's lawyers, they look it's horrific. It's massive eggs on their faces. That's why there's such a big focus put into this because both sides need to get this spot on yeah. so they don't look... Egg on their face. Yeah. The only thing... Look, I'm no financial expert. I said this before. But each year when those... When those kind of world's richest clubs would come out, the stats, you know them, you see them in the top five, the top ten, and you see City with higher revenues than United. It doesn't make sense. They can't fill or the stadium. Bayern Munich. But even forget the stadium. It's, it's, about, it's about fans. Like The majority of those revenues is... Is not ticket sales. It's it's merchandise. It's mm. from sold in from Jakarta to Sydney to Dublin to Oslo. City don't have that reach. No, and and you wouldn't because they haven't been good for long enough. Yeah, that's that's how that generally works. United have been good for a very very long time and have been there thereabouts for a very very long time. Same with Liverpool. There's no way in my head. Those are the two biggest in in England. There's no way. City can be making more money than them. No. Legitimately, there is that's impossible. No. So that I'm again I said I'm no financial expert, but that does crop up as so so I remember seeing it every year. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it does it needs to be rectified very quickly. Ivan Tony is back. I can actually can't wait He's to see him back weekend. again. Saturday evening, Brentford versus Nottingham Forest. Good game. Good game. Good game for him to come back and you think he'll be thrown straight in the starter? Has to be. Yeah? Has to be. Yeah. They don't have Wissa, they don't have Mbwemo. Yeah. And they're, Brentford on, a, they're Brentford, on a slippery slope. Yeah. They have two games in hand but they're still only three points off the relegation zone. 
which is and they're all five losses on the trot. So he's also said in an interview recently he wouldn't rule out moving away this window. Obviously, yeah, I don't think anyone can afford him this window. Hmm. I don't think Brentford will let him go for less than a hundred, and I don't think anyone's willing to spend that in general. No. So I think he will have to get. Do you think he'd be banging? I hope so. Yeah, I think he has the mentality. I like him a lot. I think he can. He can come across a bit of a bit of a dickhead, mm. but I think he has the mentality to come. To be in. a striker in the Premier League. Yeah, I think he has the mentality to come in and just start banging straight away. And he's like putting up all these things. I'm going to shut all my doubters up. Yeah. I don't even think he has too many doubters. I think this. I think he just constantly fuels himself with with this. Yeah, with doubt, just to keep pushing his limits. Like the there's you run out of words for Ivan Tony. He was the second best striker in the league last year. He was only behind Haaland in terms of goals, and he's playing for Brentford. Twenty plus goal contributions for yeah, Brentford. Incredible. They don't create a lot, Brentford. No. So he's clinical as well. Mm. That's what I like about him. He's so. I'm just thinking. I'm going to move on to them next, but he's so what Arsenal need. He's. If I'm looking around the league, and I'm thinking everyone needs. I think this. every team in the league should be going for him because goals. Attitude, quality, everything. He has it all. Mm. Arsenal have a very nervy one this weekend. Mm. Home to Crystal Palace. A must win? Definitely. Just yeah. not even like in terms of the league, just in terms of mentality and confidence. Yeah, because they're... They've taken a few hits the last yeah. few weeks. And there's a people talking about them saying they're not the same team as they were. The signings, while the signings are good, have they actually, do they suit the style of play? Are they contributing to how Arteta wants to play? Because you can't argue that there's a difference in the way they're playing. You can argue there's a difference. I think there is a difference. I think it's, you're exactly what you said earlier. It's the Xhaka. Yeah. Is that clear number eight? The box to box. Yeah, I don't think they have that. Whether that's a... Positive or negative, I really don't know. I, I'd more lean towards negative because I think it's a negative. Defensively, as well. they've been as good, if not better, mm. down to Rice. Yeah, and also their defense has been fantastic again. But it's in, in attack, they haven't been good enough, and that's where they've added an extra attacker in a position of a. So that's obviously an issue. Is it is it the tactic that's the issue, or is it the the actual attacking player that they added. I, I think, think it's the, I think it's the attacking player. I think added. it's Havertz I'm, was never the guy. There are so many players, and when I say so many players, I kind of mean Havertz and Mount. People signing players and not playing them in the positions that they played in. That irks me up so much. Mm. Havertz is a striker. Is he though? But that's where he's been playing. Like he was playing at Chelsea, and like at least he scored a couple of goals. Like he's. Mm. When did you ever look at Kai Havertz and go centre midfielder? But I also didn't look at Havertz and said centre forward. I'd go, he looks a centre forward more than a midfielder. I wouldn't say so. To me, he looks more a midfielder. He really does. He doesn't look a centre forward. He doesn't have a qualities of a centre forward. I think he's a good passer of the ball. He's a good, like, five-yard passer of a ball. Yeah. I don't he's know. He's a I decent just, finisher. I think Jacko was great for them last season. I'm starting to think that Jacko was a bit underappreciated yeah. last season now. Yeah. Like he's over at Leverkusen doing the exact same thing under Chabi Alonso. And I he know, looks, and look where they are. He looks amazing. Yeah. And while I think it probably was the right time for Xhaka to move on, mm. they could have just... God. Do you know what I can't wrap my head around? And look, you could you could go at me as well because he wouldn't be played in his perfect position. But Madison. 
how they let him just was to Spurs. It's another Mason Mount Christian Eriksen thing. Like Mount Madison and Odegaard were just getting each other's way. You think? Yeah. Yeah. You can't play two number tens. You can't. And I just think Odegaard has suffered from it. Hmm. Like Odegaard's amazing. Incredible. Like one of the best in the world. Yeah. And he's just he can't float around anymore. He has to kind of stick to the right because Havertz is on the, on the left. left. Yeah. It just doesn't suit him. It don't fix what's not broken. And I don't know why he thought that would make things better. But I'm not Mikel Arteta, so... Yeah, I know, I get you. But I do think, like, whatever about Thomas Partey, if Thomas Partey came back, I'd play Rice box to box, like how, like Jack has been playing. Mm. And I'd play Odegaard back in the 10. I don't get this Havertz in the middle. Malarkey. Where is Partey? Malarkey. He's injured. Is he? Mm. Injured. Okay. And Saka, and you know, another thing about Arsenal is the front three aren't performing to the level they were last year and they're paying the price big time. That's where I think the British is. But it was an issue for them last year. They were unbelievable to watch last year. They Maybe were. teams are sussing them out. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like if you just sit, Arsenal love just playing around the box. So, like, Saka gets the ball, plays it back to Ben White. Ben Ian, White plays it to Odegaard. Ian Odegaard Wright, plays it to Rice. Ian Wright made a comment that... He sometimes wi- he, t- he sometimes wish that these one of those three front forwards for Arsenal would just do something a bit out out of the blue, mm. almost a bit off the cuff. Yeah, they've become very they've robotic. Become so so robotic, Pep like mm. in how they play. No surprise, obviously. But yeah, Saka, even Martinelli, like these are flair players. Yeah, Jesus, and they're not playing with the same level that no. they were. They're o- it feels like they're overthinking everything. If there ever was a time for the league leaders to slip, I think now is the most likely. Yeah. Away, Bournemouth, one of the most informed teams in the league. No Trent injured. No Salah, AFCON. Will they slip up? They're away, aren't they? Yeah. Could. Definitely could. Yeah. We spoke about... But they were... Uh, they sat in at Arsenal and they were... They were strong. They were under the cosh. They withstood it. They went and they hit them on the counter and they did that well. They weren't great at Fulham, I don't think. When Fulham came to Anfield. I think they kind of clawed one... I kind of a good... They won the game. Mm. They kind of clawed one back, I thought, there. Yeah, Liverpool have been kind of dicing with it a little bit lately. I think the whole season, but like that was, that's not a bad thing. It's a good no, thing. No, it's more a good so. thing. It's, they're able to get results. Now that Trent's gone, now that Salah's gone, I just don't know if they'll get away with that anymore. Still very impressive to top of the league after. Oh yeah, they're it's like I, I like with Newcastle. I think they're they're ahead of their rebuild at the yeah. minute. They didn't. No one expected that team was poor last year. It's poor, and now they're top three teams in the league, like a good bit ahead. Pretty so, sure I was talking to a Liverpool fan as well before the season started, and he like he'd always kind of back Liverpool, but I think he was kind of like oh, I think Liverpool can win the league. I think I scoffed like and laughed yeah. a small bit. No, I, I didn't like, fancy Liverpool there. Started here either. Talking about like, but um, the midfield have settled in great. Trent has played brilliantly. Salah's back amongst not back amongst goals. Salah's still scoring goals. Mm. I just I don't I would not like to rely on that front three. No. And Liverpool, now that Salah's gone and now that Trent is gone, they need to rely on that front three. And that midfield three needs to start creating more as well. Just a last thing on Liverpool and Arsenal here. 
Do you think that glass killer goal by Oscar Bob for Man City will hurt still? They thought maybe... I don't think the goal by Oscar Bob, I think just City in general. They, how good they were. They look right on it again. Really? Yeah. So if I was... Liver- it's like I said that last last week, or not last week, start of the week, that that goal does more for Liverpool and Arsenal than it does for City. Yeah. For City, the performance talks for itself. They didn't enough. need the win. They didn't need the draw. It was fine. City looked back themselves. De Bruyne is back. Haaland's coming back. Playing good. They're playing good. They know themselves. They've been here before. They know themselves, right? We're playing better now. We've players coming back. This yeah. is only going one way. Yeah. Whereas Liverpool and Arsenal, of course, when you're in that title, it's going to keep the positive attitude coming in. Oh, they don't look themselves. You're, they won't admit that they're saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're going to be saying that. They don't look like we've chance here. This is the best chance we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Think about last this time last month. What's oh, the best chance we're going to have? Yeah. That Liverpool Arsenal game. We win this right up there. We're, all the pressure is yeah. on everyone else. We are swimming. Yeah. But now they just, it's nervy. And Arsenal didn't cope well with nerves last year. No. And Liverpool have... Liverpool have a better chance of Liverpool have nerves. two of their most nerveless players gone now. Yeah. Like, if you were to think of who's been there, who's yeah. done it, who's not going to feel the pressure, it's Van Dijk, Alisson, Trent and Salah. Yeah. And two of them are gone. And the other two are down the other half of the pitch, which could help them keep the ball out of yeah, the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the f- ball falls in the Bournemouth box and Darwin's there, I know. or Diaz is there, or Sabasly is there, are you banking on them finishing it? I watched a compilation of Darwin Nunes' chances. Oh yeah, that, that's fun. I'm not talking... Like, how he's not getting slated... Every he week. is getting slated now. Let's like, but it's almost laughed at. It's it's not like a serious. You spent hundred million on this guy, and he's terrible. Yeah, ah. people don't openly call him terrible. No, they don't. I, I don't if, think he's terrible. But if he's a striker and he can produce that compilation, mm. that's terrible. I look at that and I say, I I will keep to this. That I think he is the rawest talent. In the Premier League I don't know I don't see it I don't see it in Darwin I really don't The the fact that The positions he gets into That's a skill in itself It's a talent It is His movement is actually So good He gets into these positions Effortlessly Doesn't even try He's always there That's movement That's a skill Mm. He has that Down Yeah Coaching finishing is not easy You can be a natural goal scorer Or you can train yourself To be a goal scorer Darwin Nunes still 23. Yeah, and I know. I think he's so raw. Mm. But if he can just settle the head, give him four, four years' time. He has four years at Liverpool. He's consistently, like he's consist, like he consistently gets the 10, 15 goals. Just keeps tipping away. Settles the head. Settles the head. And he keeps making those movements. And he keeps making those runs. And he keeps ha- he still has Trent finding him. Yeah. There's... Look, maybe I look, I look at that and I just see it, the roughest of diamonds. I'm just hoping someone polishes him because if he gets polished and those chances are buried, that's a 20 goal a season striker right there. Yeah, I get it. And maybe you're right in terms of if he just settles the head. But I, just, I think people say that because of how he goes about his striking, of, of tries to finish. Mm. 
he just thunders it. Yeah. Every time. Doesn't matter what it is. Every time thunders it. But he needs he needs he to does. find more. He needs to find other ways to strike. He doesn't he does. just stop resorting to that. He does need to because stop I think he thinks I'm going through a goal goal drought at the minute. I need to make sure of this, and he just goes boom. Yeah. Settle ahead. That's what I would say. Settle ahead, Darwin. Because he settles the head. I'm telling you. What's going on with Brighton? That's a weird one, Brighton. Very weird one. Because there's no one talking about Brighton either. No. And they have, look, a shell of the team they were last year. And all the compliments. Yeah. Deserve be linked with these. Uh, it's almost like he's ready-made Man City Pep Guardiola yeah, replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, they're not playing the way they were playing last year. They're leaky at the back. The pass now from the back is not as crisp. Mm. It's not as free flowing. They're giving more balls away. There's not as many chances being created. They're not scoring as many. I do think as well the recruitment. They lost a good few key players and they've recruited younger players and they need time. That's only natural. But I still think they need to get a little bit of a, a little bit of a telling off here and there. I know I'm going to one of their big name players here and he's so young. And he's Irish, but should Evan Ferguson be doing a bit better? He does, yeah. He needs to be doing better, yeah, absolutely. To for the plaudits he's getting, he's shown he's got talent. He can score goals, but he's not scoring them, and he's not really contributing to the game either. I've watched him a couple of times. Me and you have. He's not really in the game much. No, and I know you can say he's centre forward. It's his job to score goals. He doesn't need to be in the game. But he's not scoring goals. But if you're not scoring goals, like at least be in the game, mm. affect the game. Like there's a reason he's getting hooked at half time. He's, he's not starting now. No, a lot of games. Joe Pedro scoring Pedro's the goals now. Him, yeah. Danny Welbeck's back from injury and he's playing more often. Yeah. So I don't That's another it's another point I'd make as well. It's like Brighton are in this position now. Where does Derby ha- just go in the summer? If an I like if an offer comes in from a team, it could be a well, Roma need a, a coach Juventus, now. It could be would you swap? Would you go? Would you Brighton go to Roma? For Roma? Roma have Daniel De Rossi coming in. They oh they do. So but whether he like this is Daniel De Rossi's first job, he could be putrid too. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. But I think if a team from Italy came in, like Juventus or an AC Milan, or I don't think Inter will change coaches anytime soon, or City, is, like City going to win it all again this season? I I don't know why Pep stays. I think I think Pep will stay because he'll see out this process of 115 charges. He yeah, said because he, he yeah. said openly he is sticking with them because he believes what he's been told and he's not abandoning them while these charges are in place because he's a part of that. So, in my opinion, if he, they never got charged, we're in Pep's last season. Yeah, but I don't believe that anymore now with the charges. I think Pep will stay until this is all sorted. Mm. Um, so I don't think the city job's going to be open. Other than that, then I can't see United going for him. I can't see. Chelsea could, but it just looks so bad from Chelsea. Like they already went and spent eight million to get Potter out of the contract. Mm. That didn't work. They've bought Caicedo for 125 million. They've bought Cucurella for 65 million. Enzo. But I'm talking about Brighton, like like specifically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just it just looks embarrassing for them. They just keep going to Brighton, paying, paying out the contracts, so much money, yeah. paying out their coaches' contracts, and they come and they get an even better one to come in. Then and Chelsea sack the other one and go for another Brighton coach. Just it just looks embarrassing. So I'm not sure whether they'd go and do it again, but they could. I don't know. 
Brighton must love seeing Chelsea on the phone. Oh yeah. Todd Bowley's number pops up and they start rubbing the hands together, licking the lips. Jesus, yeah. Mourinho. Gone again. Another, another job gone. They weren't, if you look at how they're doing this season, not bad. Roma. They're, 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 they're sitting okay. They're ninth. No, I know, no, no, but that's... I know they're only five points off top they're four. Not, they're not two, yeah, they're not... But I think the teams there. around them aren't doing too great. Like I was looking at, I think it's like nine wins, eight draws, seven right. losses or something. Right, okay. Very middling season, really. Yeah. Like it's only, what's it, they have like 40 points or something? Like what teams have 40 points in the Premier League? Uh, I don't think they have 40 points, they must have like 30 points. I'm going to get it, I'm going to have the stats up here now. We're going to look at it. But yeah, like, but if you look at it, like, he first season at Roma, Conference League. First trophy in years. And it was a European trophy. It wasn't a Fugazi little trophy here. Mm-hmm. Second season, Europa League final. Lost on penalties. Like, you're unlucky to lose. Once you lose on penalties, Very. you're unlucky. Mm-hmm. So that's two seasons, two European finals for a team that have not had a lot of success in I the know, last few years. But the league obviously means a lot to them. They are on 29 points. 29 points 20 games Like look at the Premier League there And if they had 29 points Where would they be in the Premier League? In the Prem? Yeah God you wouldn't be headed You'd be, you wouldn't be top of the You wouldn't be Wouldn't be near top it Top half You'd be out Yeah Newcastle Yeah So Back to my fucking point Where is I do have not getting any of this yeah. Leave that But yeah no It's look, It's just It's third season syndrome For Mourinho again Will you come back to the Premier League? See where they manage, if they I manage, know, how know, they I've manage. I've seen that all over the place. Will he be back? Like, I don't think a top team will go for him. And by a top team, I mean, right, if you're looking in the Premier League, I mean in big six. Or if you're looking in La Liga, I mean Barcelona, Real Madrid again. Atletico. Or Chelsea? No, I think I don't. Do you not think? Oh, maybe they could. Or the oh. Newcastle owners get a bee in their bonnet for a trophy. But, uh, and they want, a, they want a big name to attract in this new revenue. They need more TV things. They need more... They have enough TV things now. Well, they'll get more if Jose's in there. Yeah, box office. Box office, yeah. More money coming in. More exposure. The special one. You'd imagine the marketing like... But surely his stock has gone down. It has, of course. United didn't go... Didn't do it. Spurs... Didn't do it. Roma? Didn't do it. Yeah. No, well, not bad. I think he suits Italian football more, but like clearly not. It's his third season syndrome again. I'm sure Saudi will throw a few, yeah. a few million at him. Yeah, I don't know. But I, whether he will want to do that, I don't know. Yeah, no. Especially if he gets a few airwaves that there could be someone in a bigger league looking for him. Would, she, would the Chelsea fans have him back after going to Chelsea Spurs? Chelsea fans love him. After going to Spurs and you know, I don't know how much they love Chelsea fans love him. Maybe. Won three leagues at Chelsea. I know, oh, I'm aware he's the most successful manager. I'm not saying that. But I know. I don't know. I wouldn't rule him out of the Prem just yet. Whether, it, whether, it'd be a good, whether it would be a good move for oh, a team, that's, oh, that's another question. Well, he loves the Prem because it's box office. Yeah. yeah. He's, it's the biggest headlines, the biggest. And he's all about headlines. That's what he wants. Picks time. I want to address last week. Yeah, let's address it. Right. I, I question, was it zero? Was it one? Can you, can you confirm for me here what was the, the final numbers of success for the picks? I've never got zero in my Until? entire history. Okay. 
And I don't know, did I really get zero last week? But I think I might have. I think you did. I think I did too. I'm going to go through the three. It was very unlucky. Because I'm going to go with Burnley. Burnley, better team. one up the whole match. Luton's goal should never have counted. 1-1. I had Burnley to win. Thought I might have maybe said lay them, but I think I said to win. So that's very unlucky. I had Spurs to win. Dominated the game. Better team. Could have scored more. Very unlucky. Another one. My third pick... I think at Everton, at home. I'm not sure did it, this is where it's grey. I need to go back and listen. Did I say I lay Everton? Or did I straight uh, I, I don't know why you'd say Ever- lay Everton against Villa. I think not lay, sorry, lay Villa against so oh, so no, Everton no, no, winner. You, you would have went for an Everton win there. I know. Now when Lucky doesn't get people their money back. Nah. What do you see? It's all about the philosophy. Staying on your legacy. It's all about the philosophy. Staying on your nah, legacy. a huge stain. That was a huge thing. It won't happen again. It won't happen. Big weekend for you. Now you need to prove yourself. Yeah. So I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to start off with Bournemouth Liverpool, and I'm going to say lay Liverpool. So oh, come on, Bournemouth. don't don't play it safe. Come on, go for it. Bournemouth W. That's what laying is. No laying is. I'm sure if Liverpool get a draw, it's okay. Oh uh, well, yeah, but no, I'm getting money back this weekend. That's what it's about. Bournemouth winner draw. Okay. Against Liverpool, no Trent, no Salah. Away, one of the most informed teams in the league in Bournemouth. Solanke up top. 1-0 as well. Low scoring. Darwin hits the post. <laughs> I think I think it's a good one. I, I don't love, by the way, the weekend's fixtures in terms of trying to pick value and winners out of them. I don't. Mm. It's, it's a tough weekend. There's a lot of bottom half teams playing. I am going for Brentford, Ivan Tony to beat... The return Nottingham Forest Does he bag home. a couple of goals You think I think he bags a couple I think he bags two I think he'll I think he'll bag, grab a couple On his return Yeah I, I really think he's going to come And just drink the whole thing in He's at home as well mm. I think I think that's uh, Just give The whole Brentford team Not just him Do you think if he comes in now And he slaps in a hat-trick That like the teams start going Right okay This guy's still serious I think, And then pick up the phone I think the only hesitation Because 100 million's huge Huge and I think teams would only pay it if they knew he's unaffected after this break. And if he comes back and Arteta's watching or whoever's watching in the league and he, he's at his best, they're like, there's, there's... I think there'll be a few people picking up the phone if he comes back. I think back. there'll be a few people pick. I think there'll be a few people picking up the phone, you know, um, without a doubt. And then my final pick of the weekend, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for a Brighton home win at Wolves. Yeah. Wolves, the more informed team. I think Brighton are going to get back on the horse. They have them more, they've only won once in the last five. I think they would be good odds. I think that that's, that's my, that's Monday Night Football and I think Brighton will get the home win. Maybe even Evan Ferguson getting a score sheet. Maybe. Hopefully. So need he, needs, he needs to get back amongst he the goals. Yeah, amongst the goals, he does. So there we go. That's it. And hopefully we, I really gain some trust in you after last <laughs> week. Folks, thanks very much for listening. See you next week.